from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, John Dyer, Fee Dunn, Kareen Kuan, and Sally Kunders. And we're coming to you on October the 21st, 2023. It's a busy week this week. We have our usual announcement section. In our Android Basics, we talk about uh, Samsung modes and routines, and we look at uh, the first release of quarterly platform review, uh, uh, Android 14. In our Spotlight section, we have uh, a review of the Pixel 8 Pro from John and Warren. And in our Android Journey section, we are joined by Jessica Mangan and Brandon Hennis is with us as well, which is always great. So how are we all, everybody? Sally, how are you? I'm doing well. I remember last week I was having a cold and thanks God it's gone. I'm feeling really good now. And the weather is like 26 degrees Celsius here, which is great for end of October, you know. And it's October and I'm still single. What's going on? Oh, no, that's rubbish. You need to find yourself a Salietta. Yeah, right. Or indeed a Sally, S-A-L-L-Y, and then we could have Sally and Sally. That would be quite fun. Good. (laughs) I thought you got better looking every day. Now, if you did, there shouldn't be any problem finding some bimbos out there, my man. So I'm not sure what's going on. Are I'm we actually getting better? I'm looking better every day, but I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that that would explain a lot if you two with a picture of Dorian Gray, because Warren is getting worse looking every day. So if, if Sally was drawing that off Warren like Dorian Gray, then I would understand that. Speaking of that, Warren, how are you, you uh, ugly man? I think you're just being jealous because you know what? There's never been any better looking person than I am, but I'm doing well. We actually have a great week this week for some reason. We've been up in the high 60s and 70s and something unheard of for this time of year. So I'm trying to enjoy it as best as I can. I was out there cleaning out some limbs that I left behind the fence and it's now looking beautiful and raking up that maple leaf. Oh my gosh, it's just absolutely beautiful. I wish I could put pictures of our maple trees out here on our podcast, but they look absolutely gorgeous, fiery red. We're doing well. Good. And to be fair, you do have all sorts of girls ringing you all the time. So uh, uh, whatever you're doing is right. Uh, regardless of what I say. Uh, so, so well done, that man, <laughs> I, I would say. Oh, brother. Hi, Fona, how are you? Not not too bad. Um, the weather's kind of disgusting in London, though. It's raining, and then it stops, and then it starts again, and then it stops, and then it starts again, and it just keeps going like that at the moment, really. Uh, it's not too cold, but it's just very wet. Um, 
But yeah, uh, it's typical autumn weather, I suppose. Um, yeah, things are good here. Uh, I got stuck on an underground train for a while yesterday. That was exciting. Um, and uh, then, then eventually, it got into the station. Um, yeah, there's not much to report, really. Um, yeah, I got just an ordinary week this week. Did you? My shoes leaked. Yeah, my shoes. Oh leaked. no! Very annoying. There's a hole in yeah. your shoe, dear Edward, dear Edward. Um, yeah. I, actually, I'm glad, I'm glad there's someone someone who can finally sing is singing on this podcast. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> going to say, but... <laughs> to say, I don't mind. There is actually a song called Hole in My Shoe as well, but I won't sing that because we might get done for copyright or something. But it's, yeah. I, I quite like it. It's very surreal and strange and it's kind of cool. Um, but... It's yeah. not Bernard Cribbins, is it? With like the no. whatever his song was. It's not a hole in the, my bucket. It's the other one, isn't it? Again, digging a hole or something. Yeah, no, it's What's not that one? one. It's a song yeah. called "Hole in My Shoe" by well, um, there was one. One, it was by Traffic, I think, in the sixties, and then Neil in the eighties. There's a bit of pop, Neil Pryor pop trivia or some other. N- Neil. N- n- no, there's a bit of pop <laughs> trivia for you. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, this is a, a bit of pop, pop nonsense. But yeah, I, I yeah. got wet trousers the other day because I didn't wear boots when it was raining, which was silly. And yesterday I went out. Did I wore a skirt? Went yesterday when I went out. I yeah, well that would have got wet as well. I um did wear it, That's I did wear my boots yesterday, and then it didn't rain. So I was glad it didn't rain. But I was like, oh, I wish I'd worn them the other day. But never mind. Um, yeah, this is what you get for living in London, isn't it? Rain. And wind and storms and you know these things happen. But I, I mean, That's... any Americans are going to tell me their weather, our weather's not as big and bad and scary as theirs. I mean, to be fair, they're probably right. But um, yeah, no, I think life's good that, here in that, London. That, yeah, yeah, that I think is what they call sod's law, isn't it? When what the when boots you, thing? Uh, yeah. Well, the yeah, the boots thing essentially. I even had an umbrella and everything yesterday, and then there was no rain. But I'd rather that way round than. There was lots, yeah. and I wasn't, you know, well equipped. And John Boy, what's going on in Virginia? Virginia is good. It's um, it's still staying pretty cool. It was in the upper fifties today. Um, went to my son's football game in air quotes today. So um, yeah, it's nice. I had a good week. When you say your son's football game, how old is your son? Three and a half. So, so it, what? Yeah, it's they they just pretend to play a game. There's no score. There's mm. no, you know, if they can get one play in, it's good. Mm-hmm. And we'll welcome our guests as well. So, Jessica, how are you? I'm doing good this morning. Um... Got to spend a little time with my cats this morning before coming on here, so that's always good. And that's good. And uh, Brandon, you're there as well. How are you? Oh, doing absolutely beautiful today. You know, it's been a, a very interesting week. We had a very um, chilly week. In fact, I could I actually would suggest one of our uh, uh, somebody in our household turn a heater off. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have we have a roommate Nesma who also uh, lives with us who you'll hear in the background occasionally during this uh, occasionally if you hear her in the background she's probably dictating messages or doing something 
wants to do an Android journey at some point. But no, things are beautiful up here, Ed. Um, now, listen, um, as far as which one's getting uh, uh, nicer and uglier, let's let we can't cross that bridge because I can guarantee you, Ed, with you having the Bud Light, it'll probably uh, uh, it'll save you a couple of uh, points. So don't worry. Just get, get yourself a Bud Light. Or if that doesn't happen, get a Miller. Save yourself. I have beer and neither of them are uh, Bud Light or Miller. Uh, I think I have Steel Asahi Reserve? today. Asahi I have today. So, Asahi. Uh, oh, yeah. boy. So, uh, so he that, really that. told us just now. I'll tell you exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Hendon Brannis. We will come back to you later. Uh, oh boy, I got that. Hendon Brannis. Yeah, Hendon Brannis. I, I I partially spoonerized and switched your name. So uh, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, exactly. That's a good reaction, Jessica. I like that. Uh, make that noise again occasionally that during Brandon. the podcast. That was Brandon. That was me. That was Isn't it. Oh, Jessica <laughs> making the noise. <laughs> no, good. You can go that squeaky. That, that that is a good noise. You'd have it as a jingle. We we should like you know, you know some of those um uh so called podcast players that you can the, the externals that you can record a podcast mm-hmm. on. They have buttons and there's a clapping mm-hmm. button and there's a cheer yeah, button. Yeah, the soundboard. We, we, yeah, the, those ones. We we need you doing that noise on one of those buttons. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that was the noise. There was a different noise earlier. Uh, but yes, you could. Yeah, that one. Uh, we, we need that under a button and we can press it and you can go. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, Austin, how are you? Things are good here. The weather is very hot, unfortunately, and it's cloudy. And in, India has beat Bangladesh this week. So very good start for us. But England is doing... A very bad start. They got they've got defeated by Afghanistan, and today Sri Lanka gave them a 400 run target, and I don't know what they are playing. So, what what are your comments, Ed, and how are you? Oh, England, England are going home. Like that's pretty clear. South Africa, they were playing. Sri Lanka were playing Netherlands, I think. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, uh, South Africa set England 400. I've no idea what what they were at. Best I was out. Uh, they're going home. They are not winning this tournament. I'm all right, though. Like I said, the fee, it's wet. Uh, uh, I occasionally got soaked, but all is well. Kareen, how are you? I'm fine. Everything is good here. Um, regarding the weather, actually, um, we are starting to get uh, some slightly cold weather, which is good. And uh, we had uh, some heavy rain for two days. And I like rain very much. But but in all seriousness, are you well? You're not affected by the uh, uh, the, the issues out in Israel and Gaza. None, none of that's leaking into Lebanon. Well, the clashes are still on the border. Uh, I'm not close to the border, but no one knows uh, when things will escalate. And yeah, we'll hope for the better. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad they're not escalating. Uh, Marine, if you more. if you like rain, would you like ours? You can have it all if you want. What? If you like rain, would you like ours? So yeah. we can. Would you like to swap I, it and you, give you, us some sunshine? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Send well, us the rain. It's dry here. Yeah, you can have it. You can have all of it. <laughs> 
Like, but here you will have the suspense and the the uh, state that is always like um, you have something to 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 worry about. So if you like this, you could come and take it and take the sunshine as well, and I'll go to London, no problem. I know, I want to stay in London. I just want it to be sunny. You know, Corrine, we'll oh. just share the rain. How's okay. that? What? I said we'll just share the rain. How's that? Yeah, actually, it's it really, really the, the like I I like to to let everyone see rain and feel rain. Rain something that like it's something great. If just I can let everybody feel the lovely mood of rain. You're listening to the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm a rain hater, so uh, I'll let you guys share all the rain you can. We have a drought here, Warren. That we need it. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. We will go on to announcements now. Austin, what do you have this week, if anything? This week, there are a lot of big announcements, although nothing from me, but John and Sally have got some announcements. So I think John can go first. Whoever wants to go first can go. Okay. So just wanted to mention that we have redesigned the website. You know, it's a little more simple. There's not as much to it, but it's easy to navigate. It works well. You know, it's just a simple place to go. You can listen to the podcast if you want to there. You can see the list of episodes, get to show notes, all that. You can find out how to contact us, how to donate. Um, how to join our social media groups and so on. So um, go check it out. And speaking of websites, I think Sally has an announcement as well. Well, first, I'd like to say uh, the new website of blindandroidusers.com is really good. And I like the simplicity, the easy to use interface that we have right now. And as as always, thanks a lot for linking to Accessible Android, and that's how we do it back. Speaking of Accessible Android, we have reached 100 handwritten articles, which is a great number for us. Imagine you get go to accessibleandroid.com and you see 100 articles in different categories. That's amazing. That's how we are from March to October, and there are a lot to come. Uh, I'd like to say thanks a lot to Karin, my dear friend, who is with with me all through the time. She's always here when we need to go with articles. And also thanks a lot for the podcast crew of Blendender users. They're also supporting us for uh, written reviews of the phones that they got, the Pixels, the Samsungs, all of those. It's a great partnership and it's going strong and I like it. I first want to thank Saleh for the thank you. Actually, I really enjoy the partnership so much or being a member actually of the team. And uh, it was really a great journey and I hope that we will be able to continue for years to come. And I um, I want to ask people if they want to, to contribute. Anyone uh, is 
welcome to to have contributions you know this uh, website doesn't live without our people like if someone shares what we we do if someone sends feedback uh, also contributing with content whenever whenever people can this will be really great for the website and for us all it's a work for the community at the end so i i hope that we will have good luck from now on and always well i'd like to join uh sally and karine for uh thanking you guys and basically i want to urge you that if you have any articles it could be on an app you want to do an app review written review on an app or whatever uh please you could submit that and it could be included in the uh accessibility android with us uh, about apps or some article uh depending on the category and also if you want to record one you could always send us one as well so it's a community and we live within a community and that's how we build up this community so we like those articles written reviews from you guys as well as recorded audio reviews and things like that so send those in and let's have one big community can we remind people where to go to submit things you can always send us reviews directly to our email address which is contact us at blindandroidusers.com or you could send it directly to accessibleandroidinfo@accessibleandroid.com i must say that the blind android users website was completely designed by john and all the team work and the graphics work was done by him i just did the background work like installing wordpress and plugins but john has done all the front end work so whatever you see on the front end you all thanks to john thanks oh, and i just wanted to point out that i actually did it from my phone i never even did anything from my computer so i think it's fitting that the blind android users website was designed on an android phone This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. And now we turn to our Android Basics section. And first of all, we have uh, the next in our Samsung series, where John demonstrates modes and routines. Hi, John here, and today we're going to be continuing our exploration of the Samsung settings. We're on the third item, which is modes and routines, modes, routines. So I'm going to go ahead and open that up. Modes and routines, navigate up button. And what we have on this page is modes and routines, as you've probably already guessed. There are two tabs at the bottom. On the left side is modes and on the right side is routines. So right now we're in modes. I have the focus at the top of the screen. Choose a mode based on what you're doing or where you are. Your phone settings will change to match your activity or situation. So what these modes are is you could think of it similar to do not disturb except more complicated and in, for specific situations. So for example, you could have a sleep mode where your phone goes on silent. You could have a work mode where you don't get but certain notifications from certain apps. 
And here are some of the presets they have in here. Sleep. Off sleep, button. Theater, not set. Off theater, button. Driving, not set. Off driving, button. Exercise, not set. Off exercise, button. Relax, not set. Off relax, button. Work, not set. Off work, button. Custom. So as you can see, there is presets, but you can also set up a custom if you want to. So let's just go through one of these. They're all going to be different, but... Driving, not set. Let's not do driving because I'm never Theater, not set. But let's try theater. Modes and routines. Theater. Minimize distractions from notifications, sounds, and light from your phone while watching movies. Start button. So there should be a wizard that's going to walk me through. And this How is specific to theater. How long do you want theater. theater to stay on? Page one of four. So you could set how long you want it to stay on. Theater mode will turn off, not selected, until I stop it manually, radio button. Selected, two hours, radio button. 01, button, hour. 02, edit box. 03, button, hour. So I'm going to set it to three hours. 03, hour. Next, button. Then I'm going to hit next at the bottom right. Turn on do not disturb to avoid distractions in this mode. Page two of four. So you have the option to turn on do not disturb. Off do not disturb. On do not disturb. I'm going to go to next. Next, button. Choose settings to apply when theater mode starts. Page three of dark mode. Recommended settings. Dark mode. Sound mode, mode and volume. Sound mode and Always volume. on display. So these are the things they recommend that you either disable or adjust while you're in theater mode. Done button. And then there's a done button. Modes. Navigate up button. Now that I've completed the wizard, I'm on the settings page for the mode. Turn on button. I could turn it on manually. Turn on manually. Duration, three hours. Turn on automatically. Add conditions for when you want to start this mode. I could choose the conditions, whether that be a time, location, etc. Do not disturb. Allowed during do not disturb. None allowed. None allowed. On. Do not disturb. Restrict app usage. I could choose which apps I want to be able to be used during theater mode. Off, restrict app usage, switch, change settings, choose the right settings for theater mode. Then I can adjust the settings. So I'm just going to back out of here now that I've walked us through customizing a mode. Modes and routines, theater. I'm gonna to go to routines, which is in the bottom right tab. Routines, tab. Routines. Selected. Modes and routines. Create routine button. So you can create a custom routine. In fact, you have to because there are none in here by default. Discover button. Discover. But if you go to discover, you can find some recommended routines. I'm just going to show you. More options button. What I have here as my routines. All. Heading. Just to give you an example, 
of the type of things you can do. Open camera. This is called open camera, but what I have it set to do is when I double press the side key, it'll take me into the camera. And I have it, the reason I'm using a routine to do that, which is a normal thing, is because I have it set to only do that when my phone is open, because this is the flip. So when it's unfolded, it'll take me to the camera. Open Nova. This next routine, Open Nova, is the same thing when I double press the side key, it will open Nova Launcher. But the condition for this routine is when the, when the phone is folded shut. So you can have it do specific things depending on the state of your phone or which app you're in. So you can really customize it like that. Color inversion. This is a routine I have set to invert the colors anytime I open specific apps and it will automatically uninvert the colors when I leave those apps. Dim cover screen. This is a routine I have set when my phone is closed. It will set the screen brightness to 0% while I'm watching a video because you can't actually hide the screen on the cover screen. So this is my way of conserving battery in those situations. Close Nova. This I just have it set to close Nova Launcher anytime I open my phone because I only use that launcher for the cover screen. I do not use it for my main display. Connect AirPods. This is a manual routine that I have set up that I need to run and it will connect my AirPods. So because I use my AirPods with multiple devices, instead of having to open the Bluetooth settings, find them and double tap on them, I can just run this routine from my home screen or the lock screen. Connect AirPods start, button, start. And of course there's a button, because it's a manual routine, that I can start it from this page. Screen rotation. And this is a routine that turns on and off screen rotation. So I have my screen locked normally, but certain apps I want to be able to have it automatically turn screen rotation on. When I'm in those apps and then when I leave those apps, it turns it back off. So I'm going to go back up to the top. Modes and routines. And show you what it's like to create a routine. Create routine button. Create routine if. So there's if. These are the add conditions. Condition. You can add one condition or you can add multiple conditions. I'm going to open it up. Conditions. Navigate up button. If. Search. Edit box. You can search for what you want. Modes. Mode active. So the modes that we just went through, those can be one of the conditions. So I could say when I'm in theater mode, also do this. Manual. Start manually. This just means you manually turn it on and off. Context. Wake up time. You set a time. Before bed. Sleeping. Traveling abroad. Time. Specific time. Time period. Place. Place. You can do a location. Connections. Wi-Fi network. Wi-Fi strength. So I'm not going to go through all these because there's a lot of them, but just to show you how to set Wi-Fi network. I'm going to say what I'm connected to a specific Wi-Fi network. Wi-Fi network. Selected. Connected. Radio button. Not selected. Disconnected. Radio button. Network. 
add. Cancel button. Done button disabled. Cancel so button add. Add a network when I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Navigate up button. Current Nymeria connected. This is my current network. Nymeria Wi-Fi network add. Unlabeled button. Selected connected radio button Nymeria. So now I have my Wi-Fi network here. Unlabeled button. I'm assuming this unlabeled button is to remove it. Add. Or I could add another network. So anytime I'm connected to any of these networks. Cancel button. Done button. I'm going to hit done. Wi-Fi network. Create routine. If. So that was a condition. Add condition. I can add another condition or. Then. I can just go down. Add action. And add an action. Actions. Navigate up button. So here are some examples of actions. Keep your phone unlocked. Mobile data. All actions. So this is a long list of actions that I encourage you to look through yourself because it's very powerful. It can do a lot. But for this demonstration. Mobile data. Keep your phone unlocked. I'm just going to say keep my phone unlocked. So when I'm at home, basically, because I'm connected to this Wi-Fi network, I won't have to unlock my phone because I trust everybody that's going to be here. Keep your phone unlocked for four hours after the conditions are met while it's unlocked. OK button. Hit OK. Create routine if. So now we Wi-Fi have... network connected to Nymeria. This says the condition. Remove Wi-Fi network. Add condition. Then keep your phone unlocked. Disabled. Remove. Keep your phone. Add action. We could add a, another action if we want to. When routine ends. Reverse actions. One action. And this is turned on by default. When routine ends, reverse it. So when I become not connected to this network, make it so my phone has to be unlocked again. Cancel. Save. I'm going to hit save. Modes and routines. Routine name. Wi-Fi network. Edit box. So you could change the name, it's just called Wi-Fi Network, because that's the condition I put. And then below this... Wi-Fi symbol, image. You can choose... Icon. The icon for it. Gallery. Icon. Wi-Fi symbol, image. And that's not something I am too concerned about, but you can customize it if you want. I'm just going to look for the done button. Done button in the bottom right and that should save this routine. Create routine. Save. Scan your fingerprint. Verify your identity. Scan your fingerprint. Wi-Fi network saved. Modes and routines. Create routine button. So of course it asked for my fingerprint because I was telling it to keep my phone unlocked. So it doesn't always ask you for your fingerprint. It just depends on what's in the routine you're setting up. So that's how to create a routine. I'm just going to go to the top right on the page. More options button. Pop-up window. History. So settings. I'm going to go into settings here. Settings. Navigate up button. Modes and routine settings. So there's a few things on this page. Samsung account. John Dyer. Notifications. You can change your account. You can turn on or off notifications because if a routine's running it's going to show up in your notification 
panel. Show modes and routines on app screen, on, switch. This is whether you want it in your app drawer or not. If you put it in your app drawer, you don't have to go to the settings to get to this modes and routines area. Routines, heading. Show routines on lock screen. You can have your routines shown on your lock screen for quick access. On, show routines on lock screen, switch. Privacy, heading. And then here's just... Privacy notice. The boring stuff down here. So, that's just a quick overview of some of the things you can do with Samsung modes and routines. I will hand it back to the podcast crew now. Thank you very much, John. Um, I do like uh, Samsung's differences here. I mean, I don't, I don't use my Samsung phone particularly often, but it, it does seem to offer quite a lot uh, in that sort of area. Uh, do you find it better than your uh, other phones that you have? Yeah, I. this is one of the things I miss the most, you know, using the Pixel is my Samsung routines. I just have certain things that i mean you 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 saw in the demo i have things that happen automatically Mm -hmm. and you can kind of do that with um certain apps you know i got i installed macro droid and i set up some macros to do things automatically on my pixel to kind of replace that functionality but you know it's nice having it built in and you know having it automatically transfer over when you get a new phone you know just as your settings so i really like it so john if i have set a routine on my Galaxy S22, which I did earlier. After hearing your demo, actually, I thought, oh, I'll set, I'll make a similar routine to connect my AirPods instead of having to keep going into settings and stuff. I thought, this is great. I never thought of using it for that. Um, I'm wondering, will that occur on my S20 FE as well? Or will I have to set it on there? Because I know it might transfer to a new phone, but would it, because it's in the same Samsung account, would it share it with the other phone automatically or or not? No, I think it would. You'd have to set it up. Um, again. again, that's a bit annoying. Yeah. yeah, it is. But every device is different. I think there's you're going to run into some mm-hmm. issues. Like I mentioned, a couple of my routines had to do with whether the phone was folded or unfolded. Yes. You know, oh, true. Yeah. So, so, you know, every device has different hardware. Obviously, most of them would work, and it'd be nice. Because when you do transfer a new phone, you know, if it does have, like, for example, when I transferred from a foldable to a non-foldable, it just it transfers all my routines except those. So, you know, it could be done. It so would it, be nice if there was... So it knows. Like, yeah. It'd be good if you could export your routines. Yeah. Because, because um, although I suppose connecting to a particular Bluetooth device, it might not do that if you haven't paired it or something but um i have routines like when i go to church my phone goes on to silent for example and that should work on any phone that's got navigation turned on um Hmm. so it'd be quite good if you could export them um or import them from your samsung account or something but um anyway it didn't take me long to set up the the um routine so i'll just do it on the other phone as well but um 
Yeah, that was that was really useful. I'd only really used it for doing things at certain locations before. So that that was really handy to to hear. There's so many things you can do that I've never done in there. And I just thought this is amazing. All the stuff I'd never thought of. And I set one for when I'm in the garden as well. Um, because you in your demo, you showed that, you know, one of the conditions could could be um, if my Wi-Fi is this many bars. And so I set one so that I could, it would swap onto um, mobile data if if the Wi-Fi was too weak and and things like that. It's, it's really good. I, I would really miss that if I didn't have a Samsung phone. It's one of my favourite things in the settings. Well, I do want to say that Samsung has routines done right. And Google's a little bit convoluted. And a lot of times, if you really want to have it to do what Samsung has going, you have to know how to write some scripts and all of that in doing, doing it on the cloud or blah, blah, blah. So I, I say kudos to Samsung for their routines. Absolutely well done. No, it's really good, I think. I think I think they did it well. Uh, and thank you for demonstrating that to us. And now, so we turn to the latest uh, uh, beta of uh, uh, Android 14 QPR uh, uh, quarterly platform release. One, and they're 2.1. And what have we got to say about this, Warren? Well, not so much. I think the thing that I find really interesting is that it addresses so-called addresses the uh, uh, fingerprint reader, especially on that Pixel 7. And so there are basically two main uh, fixes for this little uh, point upgrade, and that has to do with fixing the fingerprint reader. And the second one has to do with sometimes I think people have experience where if you remove a SIM card or you, you swap them or whatever, uh, it may not connect to the cellular network or something, and you probably want need to restart the phone, something like that. I don't use a physical SIM card, so I can't speak to that. But those are the two main things that I address here with this little uh, point upgrade. However, you know, there are other fixes for the fold and for the tablet. So there's not much right home here about, but I haven't upgraded, so I can't speak to whether my fingerprint now works or not. So I'll try it once we're done with the uh, episode and all of that, maybe sometime tomorrow, and I'll see whether it works or not. But that's all that there is to this uh, QPR 1 beta 2.1. So I found a bug with this QPR, and that is if you have a lot of notifications and you have not cleared them and you restart your phone, you will get all the notifications, alerts, played and read back out to you. Well, so is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? If, let's say, you didn't see a notification. It's a very bad thing because it even, it even vibrates your watch. Yeah, I, like I said, I haven't installed it, so I, I can't speak to that. And it's not like, okay, your notification plays once, then it pauses. It's like a constant notification. Some of these notifications are like in a loop. So until you don't clear them out, they will keep playing. And the notification bar also refreshes. So it will be very difficult for you to find the clear button and clear it. Ah, that's bad. So maybe something to report in the feedback channel. Yeah. 
Uh, and and Warren, just to be clear, who who uh, gets this uh, uh, this uh, beta version of the quarterly platform release? Who, who's uh, who's going to be the willing victim for the notification nonsense? <laughs> That's a good uh, uh, observation question, um, Ed. Because I think the phones that qualify for this. The Pixel 8 Pro, even though they qualify, but it hasn't come to those yet. So if you have signed up for the QPR program on your Pixel 8 series, uh, it's a little bit delayed, so you're not going to see it. But other than that, you know, you have it on your 7 and your 6s and all of that. Um, I don't think that the uh, Pixel 5 is is qualified anymore I am not sure if the 5A is either. I haven't, you know, tried to put it on mine. So uh, I don't know. So, but I think mainly if you have the 6 and 7, you should be able to. Uh, yeah. Opting for that. Yeah. And is it if you're. If you signed up for the operating system beta program, you don't have to sign up for something different to get the quarterly platform. No, please. you don't. Yeah. No. No. no, yeah. So I I will upgrade mine and see what I observe because I'm yeah. a little bit curious, especially for the fingerprint reader. Something tells me it's not going to work, but that's probably being too negative. <laughs> I can't say that without having tried it. That yeah. would be a fallacy. <laughs> this is random and has nothing particular to do with the GPRs. But when Austin mentioned the, uh, the the recurring notifications, what what I really like about the Xiaomi is you don't have to scroll your notifications to get a clear all button. Uh, uh, there is one on whatever screen you have, even if you have uh, a, hello, a whole bucket load of notifications behind it. Maybe you ought oh, not to nice. clear them all, but the button is there. It's right there in the, like right at the bottom. Even there's only three notifications on the screen. Yeah, I also like on Samsung phones have they, how they have a clear off for um, open apps. Also on Pixel, you have to scroll to the very end of the list to find mm-hmm. the clear all button. Hey, John. Yeah, what I don't like about Samsung though is that the notification it just says clear. Versus Google that says clear all. So, you know, if you don't know what you are doing, you think that, oh, clear is, it means I'm just clearing the one that uh, the button is below. So I like the clear all uh, implementation sound better. I will say, I was going to say on the, on the pixel, the trick that Nesma showed me was to do a two finger swipe left or right. I think it was left. And sometimes it'll put you on the clear all. Now, the key word I used there is the operative word being sometimes. If you have a boatload of apps open, I have found, though, that does not always work. So, yeah, I, I do like that on the Samsungs, and I have two of I, I have two major ones. I actually got some of the smaller A-series phones, like the 54 and 32. Yeah, and and actually, even on them. You actually the, have to swipe right all the way to the end till, till the last app is in focus, and then you have to swipe right again right, to have the clear right. button show up. So yeah. what I do on the Samsung, just hit close all on the bottom and bye-bye applications. Yeah, yeah but that's how it used tell. to be, though. I don't know whose uh, idea it was. Uh, I think we started seeing this, was it back with the Pixel 6? I think it was when Google changed that to where you have to uh, swipe all the way to you know, the very first page on the right for some reason. But it used to be that the clear all 
or it used to be right there where something has it or close or whatever and someone yeah right about two thirds of the yeah. way up from the bottom i think isn't that right warren from was how it used to be on the it old. used to be right there at the very the bottom i think the same position where you find some things yeah like yeah is is the same position yeah oh yeah right at the very yeah. bottom yeah, yeah i remember that yeah it was it, it even on the pixel 2 i just recently sent my pixel 2 xl to a friend of mine uh in texas and he he um he was telling me what, like, what had he done wrong what had he done wrong literally what a mean thing to do <laughs> He is a collector yes. of old tech like I am. I mean, I even have his phones old as the Galaxy Victory, which runs Android 4.2 Jelly Bean. Okay, this is how retro I am in terms of mm-hmm. old and new. <laughs> I, I have a Nexus 4 somewhere. I still have my Nexus 4. I have even the, the first uh, HTC Dream. You know, I, I have it sitting here in my drawer. Mm-hmm. Got, I had everything Does it Google. Still turn on? Does it still turn on? Yeah, it, so. yeah it turns on really good. It really Ooh. does. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. I still have a Motorola phone from the late 90s that didn't have speech or anything. I should yeah. do some recordings. I should do some recordings uh, for the podcast on like old phones and apps running on old phones for a nice little uh, retro ba- uh, retrograde. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. Uh, and now we move on to our spotlight section, and it is the review of the Pixel 8 Pro. Uh, I've enunciated that, so I didn't say Pixel 8, even though I think that would be very funny. Uh, but uh, it is the Pixel 8 Pro, and the review will hand over to John and Warren. We're delighted again, guys, to be doing this dual audio review of the Pixel 8. John, you and I had this last week and it was quite a blast to go through all that unboxing two kids on a Christmas day. You are out there in Virginia. I'm here in the state of Washington and it's like, you know, during COVID time and we could just have a party together virtually. I think that's what happened. Yeah. And that was exactly a week ago. So we've had these phones in our hands for a week now. And so today, what we're doing is essentially talking about the things that we like about the phone within the one week that we've used it and some of the things that we do not like. And John, I want to start, though, by mentioning the setup screen, uh, something new that you and I both saw on the setup screen, and that has to do with the ability to set it up with another existing device if you have another existing device. I think particularly if you have another Pixel phone. Uh, did you try it with your Samsung phone, John, or did you not do that process? I did it with my Samsung phone. Are you asking if I transferred from my Samsung phone or if I, yeah. I set up my Samsung phone? No, it, when you were setting your, your Pixel 8 Pro, if you uh, brought your Samsung phone to just set it up from just like I did when I was setting up mine, I just brought up my so I did Pro. I did but it didn't I don't know if it was normal or not but I didn't get the pop-up on my Samsung phone it didn't say um I think it's called uh quick what is it called I don't remember the exact or... uh you know wording yeah but, but like earbuds do it your watch does it um 
quick pair is what it's called. A quick pair. There you go. Yeah. So it didn't do the quick pair pop up, but it, I was able to scan the QR code and it just, so I just picked up my Samsung phone. I double tapped the power to get the camera open and I pointed it at my pixel and it, it took me into it the same way as if I had gotten the pop up. Like it asked me for my, um, pattern on my Samsung phone and then it just copied everything over from there. Now, my experience was that it did say something about the QR code. However, I did not. All I did was tap on, you know, setup on that Pixel 7 Pro. And then it just did everything. It just said, keep it nearby. And that's all I did. I never scanned any QR codes at all. So I think that if you have another Pixel device, the uh, process is more seamless as to using a different phone from another manufacturer because I never once scanned any QR codes and it was just like buttery smooth. Yeah, and it might depend on your settings too, whether you have Bluetooth turned on or off. So if you don't get the pop-up, even if you're using a Pixel and you don't get the pop-up, try the QR code too. You'll save yourself a lot of time because it skips a few steps. You don't have to log into your Wi-Fi network or anything. It just takes everything from that phone. Exactly. And that's what mine did. You know, everything was just automatic, including my eSIM for that matter. And it just told me that my number now was moved from my Pixel 7 Pro to my Pixel 8 Pro. Now, John, let's talk about the next thing, which is of great importance uh, to you and I and to everybody, really. Because what good is a phone, John, if the battery is not Bueno, excuse my Espanol there, but if the battery's not all that good, then I think one has a useless phone, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Especially in my case where I I max out my screen 100%, you know, and I use my phone a lot. And I've noticed on this uh, just to give some numbers, because pe- some people like numbers. So the screen on time for me ended up being around nine hours, you know, before I could completely drain the battery. And that's with my screen set to 100%. And that's with, you know, auto automatic brightness turned off. So it was at 100% all the time. And it was lasting nine hours, which is, that's the best I think I've ever had. Well, it's definitely the best I've had on a Pixel phone. I think it's right up there with what I get on my galaxy s23 ultra which has been the best phone battery wise that i've ever had so this is definitely impressive i agree with you because now you basically when you turn off that uh, auto whatever you are not even using anything like that an adaptive um, you know display setting adapting to whatever wherever you are everything is just set to that bright 100% all the time. As to me, who on the other hand, however, had mine set to 35% because I don't like my screen too bright. And frankly, that battery, for example, when we did our unboxing back on Thursday and I had it charged full to 100% on that Thursday evening at 7 o'clock, and by Saturday afternoon at 4.35, I think it was either at 24 or 26%. And so what had happened that evening was that 
at nine o'clock, I put it on the uh, charger and I fell asleep. I didn't wake up till like seven o'clock Sunday morning. And of course, it was sitting there on the charger at 100%. I took it off that charger, John, and I did some light things like a little bit of YouTubing and some of those uh, camera things, playing with the camera and all of that. And I didn't put it back on the charger again till Tuesday afternoon. And at 2.40, it was at 12%. So I think that is really good. And like you said, this is the first time that, I, that I've ever had a Pixel phone lasting that long. Another one that came close to this was my Pixel 5a. And that's the one I could compare it to. But frankly, not any other flagship Pixel phone. This has been the very first one that I've had such a beautiful experience when it comes to the battery. Yeah, I think because of the the 5A had sort of a mid-range processor, so I think that's why it got such good battery life. But this, you know, it's using a high-end processor and you're still still getting good battery life, which is awesome. And another thing you mentioned about the screen brightness, this screen is very bright. I mean, I do have a little bit of sight. I couldn't, you know, use that brightness. It. I tried it at 100%. It was too bright for me. It was just, I don't think I'd, I'd ever seen any phone that bright. Not even a Samsung phone is that bright. That's yeah, it's, it, it's funny. It looks, to me, it looks like a Samsung phone. I I feel like it's there. The numbers are higher than a Samsung phone, but the numbers they tell you is like peak, peak brightness, you know, what it lets you do when you're out in the sun. But as far as like regular usage, yeah, it, it looks... Like my Samsung phone, it, they both are bright enough for me, which, which is saying a lot. I need very bright screens if I'm going to see anything at all. And the truth is that this the screen, you know, th- that super actual screen. So you got the Pixel 8 is just actual screen and then uh, super actual screen for the Pixel 8 Pro. And interesting thing is that Samsung is the one that manufactured those screens. And so, especially on the Pixel 8 Pro. So I wonder, usually Samsung reserves this for itself. I wonder what the uh, S24 series is going to be like. Maybe they're going to bump it up more than yeah. what the Pixel uh, 8 has. I'm kind of yeah, curious. Yeah. The same thing happened with the uh, Pixel Fold. The, the folding screen actually is a better, newer model of screen that samsung manufactures even newer than what's on their fold 5 which was released a couple of months later so i don't know why but S- S- samsung seems to give away their newer displays <laughs> first but they they are best friends forever don't forget that <laughs> yeah so the next thing i think we should talk about are the speakers um i've been really impressed with them they get loud they're full sounding it doesn't get distorted um i'll I'll let you talk about it more than me because you you've mentioned that you felt like the i mean i'll let you explain but i think you felt like they took a step back in the pixel 7 and you think they're getting back on the right track with this one is that right you are correct john because on the pixel 6 it was nice and boomy, but when you turn it up, there was that distortion. And then on the Pixel 7, 
series for some reason that boomy sound is not there now it came back and i have mine in my hand oh and if i turn up the volume all the way i hope that i'm at 100% accessibility volume set to 100% and you know home. there's no distortion folder navigation four or more items and you have that nice big sound home. that you're talking about john and so i'm excited that we have that back because that was one of the complaints that i had against the pixel 7 series because that sound that signature sound that we've come to know with Google as of Pixel 3, for some reason, went back to Mama on Pixel 7. I mean, it's still good, but it's not as good as the other ones. And I'm glad we have it back. Yeah, two thumbs up for the uh, speakers. What do you think about the haptics? I, I re I've really been enjoying the haptics. That's a Pixel thing. Even on my Pixel 7, I thought that the haptics were nice. They felt like they were strong, but they didn't like rattle your phone, you know, when you're typing and stuff like that. What do you think about it? Yeah. So when it comes to haptics, I'm not a haptic kind of guy, John. Uh, so I think uh, really? I turned mine off, but I think you're not the first person that I've heard that's liking the haptics on the Pixel 8 series or especially the Pixel 8 Pro because that's what we have. We do not have the regular Pixel 8, so we cannot really say anything much about that. But the experience, though, is that the haptics are good and you've experienced that yourself, haven't you? Yeah, I, I'm, I've been enjoying it. Nice. Let's go talk about the fingerprint, John, because, like, for example... On my Pixel 7, I had never been able to use the fingerprint. And probably it has to do with the fact that I have my screen uh, protector, you know, tempered glass on it. On the other hand, however, it works well on my Pixel 6 Pro. Um, however, not on my Pixel 7. And so most of the time, I either use the face unlock or simply use my pin. And for the Pixel 8, however, Pixel 8 Pro, I realize that that fingerprint works all the time. And so for the very first time, I'm liking the fingerprint on a Pixel phone. Yeah, it's, I'll say it's decent. I'll give it that. <laughs> but I miss my Samsung phone. I, I especially miss the fact that you can unlock it with the screen off. You don't have to wake the screen first. Um, so I'm definitely missing that. It does seem to work though. So, and I, I do like that you can use face unlock for everything now, if you need to, um, you know, even to get into your banking apps and that sort of thing. So you don't have to use the fingerprint sensor if you don't want to, unless you're in the dark, <laughs> then you have to use it or put in your pin or pattern. Exactly. Now, do you have the always-on screen display now? For example, because if you if you have the always-on screen display, you should be able to use the fingerprint with the screen shut off. Of course, which it means that uh, what that means is that you know your screen is going to be when you touch it, you know it's going to come to life, unlike yeah. what you have in on Samsung. Uh, devices. I mean, even on uh, Samsung I devices. Did, I did. I did try you know. that, and it 
it seemed to help, but sometimes it still wouldn't. I don't know if, you know, taking it out of my pocket, it hadn't turned on the always on display yet or something, but it seemed like it would only work half the time when I had the always on display enabled. Cause even though I can't see it, I was going to leave it on if it kept me from having to hit the side key. But, um, cause I think you and I both have, um, lift to wake disabled and tap to wake disabled. So I, I guess I'm kind of putting myself into a corner by <laughs> I think that stuff disabled, but um, <laughs> I, I don't like my phone talking unless I want it to. So that's why I have that stuff. Disabled. Exactly. I, I hate that myself. So I have all of that disabled, but you know, for people who like things like that, I yeah, think that, that's a good tip. On, it should work. Yeah. Always on display will help. Um, and it won't, for the most part, it won't make your phone talk when it's lit up. Right, John. Now, next, you know, let's look at that camera. And here I'm making particular reference to the guided frame. Last year, back in 2022, when Google introduced the guided frame for the selfie, you know, you want to see how pretty or how handsome you are. Uh, we happen to be very handsome guys here on the podcast, and the girls just absolutely stunning. Uh, you want to take those selfies, uh, you know. It guides you. And what I liked about it is the fact that Google, it seems they heard our complaint when we were uh, kind of demonstrating that. And I recall that during one of our episodes, John, that we had talked about the fact that we would love to see that thing come to the rear camera. And this year we got it on the Pixel 8 series. Mm -hmm. And it's just, isn't that a beauty, John? Have you tried it? Yeah, I've I've used it to take uh, pictures of my son while he's playing with his toys, and it, you know it worked great. Now another thing that I really like about that guided frame for the rear camera is the fact that sometimes you point it at an object, it may recognize the object. For example, I was pointing it at an open book, and it told me it's a document and guided me to hold it to where it's in view, and then. It told me it's in view, and it took a picture of it, and I was excited. Now, the only thing that kind of squelched my excitement was that it didn't read back the document. So what <laughs> I did instead was I tapped on the Google Lens, and I was able to read that, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And uh, did you try it on other screens, John, to see what it tells you? Yeah, I noticed that as well. I was... Um just playing with it once in my bedroom and it saw the television it said electronic device detected or something along those lines and then it guided me to put it in the frame to take a picture of so i mean that's cool you know if that if you're taking a picture of something like you're selling on ebay you know and you just want to get the thing in the shot you know you want to you want your picture to look professional you know that's perfect for that it gets it lined up for you you are right, because I used to be someone that sold things on eBay some years ago, and yeah, I still this am. would have been <laughs> this would have been great because sometimes my shots were not all that good. I usually would have my wife do it for me and all of that. But with this, if you know what you have and you point it at it, it will let you know that the thing is in view and it will guide you to have it centered right in the middle of the screen. So yeah, I think this is. 
uh, has another use besides just uh, taking those beautiful pictures and all of that. It's just a good thing to have. Yeah, and so we've already done a demo in the past, but just a quick overview of it. What it'll do is it'll tell you how to move your phone, and once it's centered, it'll count down from three um, as long as you hold it in the right place. But I just wanted to point out you could also double tap your screen to take the picture once you know it's once it's lined up, or you can press the volume key to take the picture. Now that talkback has been decoupled from those volume keys, it kind of lets you use them the same way a sighted person would, which I think is awesome. So if you don't want to wait for the countdown, you don't have to. You'll hear it tell you that it's lined up, and you can just take your photo. And another thing that I wanted to put out, point out that I love about the Pixel camera is that if you press and hold the volume key, it'll actually record a video for the duration of the key press. So even if you're in picture mode, if you just want to take a quick video, you don't have to worry about switching to video mode. You just open the camera, you hold that volume key down, you'll hear it start recording. And as soon as you let go of that volume key, it'll end the recording. You don't have to interact with the screen at all. Now, isn't that a great thing, though, because, you know, previously we were not able to do that because that volume key or those volume keys were tied to the talkback. And I know some people kind of like that. However, I think I kind of prefer, and this had been one of the arguments that I made for the, uh, you know, decoupling the uh, volume keys away from the talkback, because now we could use those volume keys for other things, most especially in applications that support the usage of the volume keys, like you've just uh, explained, John. So how great it is, you know, for me to be able to just kind of uh, start shooting videos without finding switch to video mode, you just hold down that volume and you know you're recording video. It couldn't be any better than that. I like it. And most especially for someone like you, John, who has a young one and, you know, the spur of the moment uh, thing happens and you want to take a quick video of him, you just mash that volume yeah. down and you're good exactly. to go. Exactly. <laughs> He's fast. You could you yeah. blink and you miss it. Exactly. <laughs> So that's a good thing to hear about the Pixel camera. And by the way, Google has renamed their camera to the Pixel camera. And I think that it's something that's primarily for Pixel phones. I try to install it on my Galaxy and it's not compatible. Something else that's pretty cool is um, the multilingual support with Google Assistant now. I haven't tried it. I don't. I know a little bit of Spanish, but not much. But I'm curious more. Have you tried it yet? Uh, my raw Espanol probably wouldn't let me do it. But what John and I are talking about is, for example, if I were dicta uh, dictating a text message to John or to any of my friends, whether it's on Telegram or let's say an SMS message or whatever, and I am a dual language speaker, for example, and I was doing it in English and all of a sudden I switched to Italiano or Espanol, it just automatically transitions 
without, you know, uh, hiccups and things like that. And I think that's absolutely brilliant for people who are dual language speakers because if there's something you want to say in another language to maybe uh, bring some emphasis, for example, uh, you could use that and I could see how beneficial that would be to people who speak more than one languages. And so it's uh, kudos to Google uh, for doing that. And that's part of the AI thing. And talking about AI, John, you know, some of these things we haven't uh, seen quite yet. You know, Google says coming soon. And sometimes coming soon of Google is like, it's like expecting Christ to come back. You never know. It comes whether it will come in the nighttime or, you know, Google will bring it in during the daytime. You never know when it is. They'll say, coming soon. And sometimes it may be weeks, sometimes it's months, sometimes almost half yeah. a year. You know what I like mean? Like a thief in the night. Isn't that what they say? Exactly. Like a thief in the night. And you never can quite tell when that is going to be that some of these features are. And the one that I'm particularly looking forward to will have to be the one that, you know, the assistant will, you know, utilizing uh, BART. And I'm hoping that we'll see that before the end of this year or maybe sometime in December when the first QPR, you know, drops for everyone and maybe they'll incorporate some of that into it. Well, guys, you've heard about some of the stuff that we like about the Pixel phone. And now, John, let's talk about some of the things that we are not liking so far that we have observed because, you know, people think we're basically shameless Google fanboys. John is not a shameless Google fanboy. I probably am the shameless Google fanboy. So let's talk about some of the things, though, that uh, do not work well. And um, and when we talk about things that do not work well, John, something that irks me has to do with when I unlock my screen, whether I'm using mm-hmm. either my fingerprint or using the face unlock and it says unlock uh, unlock device unlock you know locked home unlock it says something like that yes. like three it's or three, four times three. yeah yeah it's a lot <laughs> do you find that to be annoying i mean yeah. it's, it's an it's not a deal breaker because you know you can shut it up and just get on like as soon as you touch the screen it'll stop and you can get on with your life but yeah, it's it's annoying if you just unlock it, you know, with face unlock or if even fingerprint unlock. It, it'll say device locked, unlocked. It'll tell you what screen you're on, and then it'll say for a third time, device unlocked. Exactly. Now, the funniest thing, though, that this is, is the fact that, remember, during one of our episodes, we had mentioned the fact that one of the betas, I think it was either beta 5 or beta 4, had fixed that. And I'm surprised that we're seeing it on a final release. And that's kind of odd. And I think maybe it's time for us to let someone know, hey, you know, something odd is going on here. Maybe like a little feedback. Tell Google about it. Yeah, good point. Um, so speaking of unlocking the phones, one other thing that is kind of bugging me is, and I guess, you know, I don't use Pixel that often as my daily, so I think they've changed this a while ago, but I don't like how the notifications on the lock screen are not full notifications that you can interact with. They're just little icons. And in order to 
get to them without unlocking the phone, you have to swipe down with two fingers and that'll bring down the notification shade. You can't do the notification gesture. So like the default gesture for that is swipe right, then down the angle gesture. If I do that, nothing happens. I have to actually use two fingers to swipe down. And you know, you know me, the one-handed user, right? I can't pick up my phone with one hand and just like go through my notifications while it's still locked and dismiss the ones I want with actions and that sort of thing. So that kind of is a small annoyance to me. You know, I have to swipe down with two fingers to be able to interact with my notifications while the phone is locked. Obviously, if the phone is unlocked, that's not an issue. I can feel your pain on that. Now, the thing is that a lot of people didn't like the way it looked uh, back prior to this, the, those little widgets there on that lock screen. And so a lot of sighted people kind of like that. So little icons uh, showing your notifications. So in other words, you could have several of those those things on there versus if you had it the old way, you have to kind of scroll down to go through them all. So I can see where they're coming from. And of course, you know, I'm not done complaining because I'm the Samsung fanboy here. I... <laughs> So I, w- I will say this is an outlier because, you know, you're not having this issue. And I wasn't having this issue until recently, but I my full screen magnifications has stopped working and I can't figure out how to get it working again. Um, you know, I rebooted into safe mode to see if any of my third party apps were interfering with it and it still wasn't working. So I might have to do well, I will have to do a factory reset because I've messed with all the settings I could find and I can't figure out how to get it working again, but it was working for you know about five days. And then yesterday it just decided to stop working. I can't figure out why. So in other words, what John is saying here, though, you know, for those of you that would like to use magnification, I do not use magnification, but tonight while we're recording this review, I turn on the magnification. I tried both the partial and the full magnifications, and it works for me. And it could be, John, that maybe if I leave it on for uh, five days, maybe I'll <laughs> I get into the same board that you got yourself into. Uh, I don't know, yeah. but for some reason, uh, it's now not working for you, but it works for me. So if you do a reset, let us know if. Uh, that yeah. fixes the problem. I'm optimistic that it would fix the problem, but it's odd that yeah. something trivial like that came through and bumped off what was working well. Yeah, I'm sure it'll fix it. It's just a matter of will I break it again? Whatever I did to, you know, maybe I changed the setting or something. I don't know. <laughs> Only time will tell, right? But Only if you're if you are a magnification user, don't not get the phone because of this because it was working perfectly fine. So. Something just went wrong, and I, I'll if I figure out what I did, <laughs> I'll update you guys. And for our final words on our review, I just want to say that this Pixel 8 Pro probably has been the best Pixel phone I ever had, and I've had all of them, you know, from the very first one uh, to this one, and it's just absolutely great. Um, and again, that battery, oh, brother, what a beauty that is. And I really enjoy that. And I'm looking forward to using this for some years to come, John. I'm totally liking this phone. Yeah, I agree. I 
you know, I missed my Samsung phone. I missed some features. I missed certain aspects of the software, but I will say this phone is awesome when it comes to hardware. I mean, it's built nice. You know, it's beautiful. I want to use it. I won't, but I want to use it without a case. <laughs> no. I, I just, I just, I love it. You know, it's a great phone, great screen, great speakers. You know, the hardware is nice. I know certain people who will remain nameless may be a part of the podcast, may not be like to make fun of pixels, <laughs> but this is really, you can't make fun of this. You know, it's, it's nice hardware. And I'm just going to say, it. we're talking about the cattle and horse thief. That's Ed. Uh, <laughs> he's the pixel header. <laughs> so, and, and his wannabe sidekick, Austin. Exactly, Mundo. Uh, sometimes I want to take them out and throw them out, uh, out the window, but I can't. <laughs> I love you, boys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, John, you know, to close, though, I did record a little something using the HiQ MP3 recorder on my Pixel, and I think I'm going to put that here as a closing of the review for you to see what it sounds like. Now, we didn't get to do the magic stuff, you know, audio eraser, because you have to actually do something like a video, and then you could just... uh, uh, manipulate it, you could hit the wind removal and it will remove, you know, like background noises. Let's say you're outside and it's windy or like when I recorded my little clip here sitting by uh, my fridge, I got a little portable fridge on my desk here and I could hear that sound coming through. Now, if it was a video that I was doing, I could take that noise off, but because it's audio, I couldn't find a way to edit that out. Maybe the audio recorder would have done it. I'm not sure. But primarily when uh, Google talked about it, it has to do with video clips. And this was not a video clip. So in other words, managing the audio from a video clip. So with that, here is that little audio recording I did with the HiQ MP3 recorder. This is an audio check of the Pixel 8 Pro, basically testing the microphone. I am recording using the HiQ MP3 recorder at 128kbps. I am now speaking from the right side of the phone and will now move my head back to the center. And this time, I'll speak to the left side. I am now speaking to the left side and moving my way back to the center and I am back to the center of the phone. You may be hearing a hum in the background because I do have a portable refrigerator here on my desk. That concludes the audio test. Well, that's it, John, and thanks for this review. And you know what? Let's do this again. I think from now on, all of our reviews are going to be dual reviews and unboxings. Sure. If if I if I if we're both getting the phone, why not? You know. Exactly. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Kareen. Do you have any thoughts on the Pixel? First, I want to say that this is the first time 
that I feel excited about the Pixel. Yeah, I'm not going to, to purchase one. Uh, actually, it's not available here. Um, but actually, it's, it, it seems that they are doing things right this time. So I hope that we will not be faced by like uh, issues, the, the issues that come with pixels usually, maybe they have learned the lesson to, to this time. But I have uh, two questions, one for Warren and the other is for both of you. Uh, first, Warren, since you have used all the pixels from the first pixel until now, and reviewers oh, are saying that, yeah, he's the pixel man. So actually, uh, so since uh, you have used all the pixels, and reviewers are saying that, uh, like this one, the experience is something better, or like it's the best experience ever with pixels. So, do you think that there's a difference between uh, things before with the, the previous pixels and the the Pixel 8 Pro? So, do you think that it's really improved or something, or it's the same experience? And usually, you are, you are the lucky man. So, usually, everyone faces issues with pixels except you. I don't know why. But yeah, so uh, the second question is for you, for both of you, regarding the sound. You were talking about the sound quality using TalkBack. However, I want to know what's the case with the sound like when you're playing quali high quality music or something. So is the sound balanced? Uh, and it is, is it really something good to, 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 to talk about? What about the bass? What about the overall sound quality? Not with TalkBack, with music and stuff. Loaded questions there, uh, Karen. Uh, so I've always had, you know, good experiences with Pixel phones. I have, however, occasionally have some problems with, with some of them, and most especially with the Pixel 6, especially with that fingerprint reader, which we, everyone knows, I mean, it's a non-thing now. And But then also, as I indicated, my 7, I had never been able to, maybe once or twice, that the fingerprint was, you know, I was able to, you know, use it. Or else, I basically just use the face and lock and using the pin because, and it just will not work. And I'm not sure it could be owed to the fact that the tempered glass that I have on it, and yet the funny thing is that it's the same tempered glass that I have on the Pixel 6. And I can tell you that my 6 Pro, the tempered glass on it, which is the same thing from the same manufacturer that I have on the Pixel 7, I can use my finger to unlock my Pixel 6 Pro, no problems, but not with this uh, Pixel 7 Pro. But I can say that the experience on this Pixel 8 Pro has been like no other. It's just absolutely beautiful. Software-wise, it's just excellent. I love the responsiveness. And like I said, it's probably the best Pixel phone I ever had. And I'm glad that I got that. I'm not regretting that 1400 price card. <laughs> not price card. <laughs> but that uh, price uh, hype uh, that Google uh, hacked it up to uh, 1400 But of course, this is a 1TB. And I'm loving it. It's just beautiful. Everything about that phone is just great. And what Tell about the what? balance sound? Uh, what that, that was Kareen's second question. Yeah, that's, I wanted to ask if John wanted to comment on that sound. I like the sound that I hear. I haven't played music, to be honest, John. Um, 
it's not it isn't perfectly balanced i mean i think this is something that comes with any phone that that has a downward firing speaker and a forward firing speaker it's it's not balanced but it's loud and it's clear and it and the sound is separated um i also i don't listen to music on it you know if i'm gonna listen to music i play it on a speaker if i'm gonna listen to a uh a podcast or audiobook i usually use headphones but you know there has been a couple occasions where i was listening to something like a youtube video and i was just like able to put my foot like turn the volume all the way up put my phone in my pocket and just like do what i was doing and listen and it was like really loud so it is louder than uh the pixel 7 for sure and it doesn't get um distorted when you turn it all the way up did any of you see the article that was posted on our email list today uh uh not 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 about you know not from our email list specifically but about the fact that they said all the generative ai would be done on the tensor chip and in fact it's not so if you if you turn off uh or turn on sorry airplane mode it won't work because it's actually down in the cloud and google appeared to have dissembled about this i suspect most people won't care in reality like you're buying a phone it'll work but that was very interesting did, did any of you read that article well here's the thing though um if anyone says everything would be done locally on the phone, I'm not buying that. Let's no, be clear I, I think about that. Google but there are certain things, Go- yeah, but there are certain appeared, things yeah. that you know could be done offline, and there, it's just an impossibility to have everything exclusively done offline. I, I think uh, you can tell that to a two-year-old, and then not even going to believe you. So, I, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Do you think Google overclaimed though? Because, uh, like, the, well, I think that though, and and probably here's what I, I'm thinking: a lot of these things have not yet been implemented. So to kind of call them out on it early, I think it's a little bit unfair too. So uh, that coming soon, you know. Remember that's that's Google's favorite uh, phrase: coming soon. I'll wait to see all the coming soons. Uh, be here before I actually could pass judgment on this particular uh, matter. Ah, so uh, uh, that's a point of view. Since you use the S23 Ultra, so I want to ask you, compared to the S23, which which had a good sound, uh, well, is the, the Pixel better or worse? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say I, I haven't done a side by side. They're both good enough, though, and I don't use the speakers. Okay, so that... John John is saying that it's worse, and the Samsung S twenty three is better. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I that's think... what I'm going with for now. If I find otherwise, I'll uh, you know I'll clarify and say the Pixel is better. Can I ask you, Corinne, what what is it about this phone that excites you then? Well, uh, first of all, uh, they are like ticking all the boxes. They are giving enough RAM, they are giving uh, enough storage, they are uh, giving like stuff, software stuff, the usual software stuff that they are known about. But this time they are doing hardware as well. So it's likely that the Tensor chip, the new generation or the, the this year's iteration is better. And uh, they are giving everything. So I think. 
it's it's able to compete this time. They are not just focusing on software. Software, yeah, okay, they're focusing on software. Actually, it's Google. However, they are also giving a good hardware. That's and very I, good, uh, Karen. And and now I have a question for Austin, which might sound odd because he doesn't own a Pixel Eight or a Pixel Eight Pro, but I think it's relevant. Austin, do you remember a fellow from about? three years ago i can't remember his name but he said things like i'll never buy a flagship i'll only buy yesterday's wine i'd never pay over a thousand dollars for a phone do you remember a fellow like that yeah i remember that uh there was a person three years two three years back he said the same thing and what was his name i've forgotten can you remind me I think it starts with a W. I think it starts with a W-T, doesn't it? Can his name have been Warren Carr, perchance? Oh, dear. That is it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, like, never buys a flagship. Will not Uh pay any money for a phone unless it's yesterday's wine. And he just put down $1,400. (laughs) $1,400? Because he, at the time when he was saying that... See, he he's such a devoted Pixel fan that he's only going to get the Pixel. So if if Google isn't offering a phone for over a thousand dollars, he says, "I would never buy a phone for over a thousand dollars." I remember a I remember a fellow. That's a good point, John. I remember a fellow like that. No, well. uh, could you find such a quote? <laughs> on the telegram chat uh, just oh please anyway so <laughs> it, here's, here's the deal i've always had pixel phones okay now sometimes as i indicated sometimes i don't buy them right out when they came most especially the first uh few ones you know one to uh three but as a four I ordered them the very day that they became available. So I don't know. That code of yours doesn't reflect what I've been doing. Uh, I only joined in 2020, so it's certainly past the four. Uh, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as I think was said, uh, they, were, they were well under a hundred thousand dollars because they were rubbish phones. Like at the <laughs> oh, four, perhaps that's it. Um, but you, you always said, yesterday's wine, I'll never spend that. Uh, and now you drop fourteen hundred dollars. Like anyone can go back and look at Anatad. I think the archive is open. Fourteen hundred, John. Uh, John, fourteen hundred. Ed is not eighteen hundred. Remember the fold? I still have the fold. I mean, <laughs> so compare the two. So you spent three thousand dollars. <laughs> you still got both of them. My word! I thought you'd return something. You I love just it. dropped. You've just dropped over three thousand dollars, and you've kept <laughs> both of them. I kept them both, and it's a wow. big one. My word! What happened to the what? Like literally, anyone can go and check this. Go and look at the old blind Android users archives. Go and look at the Anatad archives; they're still up. And go and see what Warren says about expensive phones. My word! Well, well, he's he's not denying phones. it, is he? Uh, he's this, not denying this, what he phone. said. Well, he's, he's not saying but anything. There he's... is an exception, and like I said, well, what two you know, exceptions? If, if I said that, how many exceptions do you want? It, it probably was making a particular reference. Maybe it's a Sony phone that's only living on glory, 
uh, past glory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put twenty five hundred dollars for yesterday's wine. Phone. You said you bought. I like yesterday's wine because you know what? You get good quality, but for less. So if you, <laughs> for example, you want a Pixel Eight Pro and you can't afford it right now, next year you can get it and have that great phone uh, with six more years of OS support coming. Yeah, that is a proper shout next year. To be fair, with six years left, that is, you know, that that is one that will will hold it. I, I'll be interested to see if Google do what Apple do. So when the the nine comes out, if they pull the eight, that that's what that's what Apple tends to do, isn't it? They they issue a phone and then pull the one from the year before. Because they want. they issue a phone, then they basically pull it, and then whatever yeah. the older phone, and then and and even if the older phone works good, you're like you loped into the system where you have to basically buy a new phone if you want things to basically run right. That's how I see. Yeah, it. Uh, you straight can't... away they give you a few times of you know before no, they really update bad. it. No, 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 they update it, but you can't buy it. So, so, so no. when. Yeah, what and I wonder if... to all those old phones. That's what I want to know. Where, where, do, you know Amazon. Just, where do they go? Amazon, Amazon. for a hundred dollars less. They knock down the price. <laughs> they go to they go to get the recycled metal. Yeah, but, but Apple pull it from the Apple store. So, so when the fifteen like Pro Max comes out, the fourteen Pro Max goes off sale on Apple. You might be able well, to get Google, it somewhere else. Google doesn't do. You can still go and buy a Pixel. 7, no, I know, I, I know. Uh, but now, on, now you've got the, now you've got yeah. the eight with a seven-year software update. I'm wondering when the nine comes out, will they pull the eight? No, they wouldn't pull the eight. I, I don't think so. No, no. I, no. I think they no, might. I think, I think what'll happen Why? really is I think that they'll 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 keep it and continue to support it regardless. That's my guess. Oh, no, they, they support the phone. So, so, so the support is not in question. The question is whether you can still buy it. The thing about yeah, this is... But that's that what I'm saying. You know, they still have the 7 on there. You go there if you don't want... No, to no, the, the, seven, the 7 doesn't... Like, the 7 has, like, two years of updates left. It's not a competitor. Yeah, like, if, but it, if, you, if you're trying to sell a 9... Of the, uh, the, the 8 because, uh, you know, 9 uh, came through. And even Except if they that. would, it would probably maybe another year or two before they do that. But, you know, Apple is a genius when it comes to marketing. So when they pull that away, it forces you to, you know, buy the new one. Unless, of course, you go to a third-party retailer or whatever. Uh, so yeah. those guys know what I they're mean, doing. I mean, they're Google, Google, have, money. Google have no reason to pull the 7 because its, it's software updates aren't particularly competitive. But it, but if the 9 comes out and someone goes, well, I can still buy the 8 and that's got 6 years left, mm -hmm. I think Google might pull the 8. So, Warren, do you think the AI part is going to come down to the Pixel 7a and the Pixel 7 and others? Well, some of those things might trickle down, you know, like the, uh, I think probably maybe the guided frame might, I'm um, thinking especially on the Pixel 7 series. Um, I think there's already a modded version of the Pixel camera that now works with the Pixel 7 series. So it's one of those things that I'm almost positive is going to trickle down to the Pixel 7 series. But of course, you know, sometimes you want to sell a particular thing, you want to hold on to uh, pushing it down so you could have all the sales before you could, you know, uh, push it out there. So it's a strategy.
Um, my question to Warren and John was going to be microphone quality. Um, now, I have tested, you know, the Pixel 5, the Pixel 6, and the Pixel 7a. Thank you, Nesma, for letting me test it. Um, the the question I pose would have more to do with the microphonic audio. Have you what results would you say you've gotten out of the Pixel 8 in comparison to maybe an older Pixel or perhaps a Samsung in your mind in terms of clarity, such as crispness? Uh, you know, how much background noise it hears? How raw is it? You know, if you go to a noisy setting, how much are you going to get out of that recording if you're trying to record the traffic around you? You know, what, what, what kind of things have you guys, uh, you know, learned from the microphonic audio of those phones? We do have a sample in our review, um, of course, which you probably haven't listened to yet because we're just recording this. But I do have a little sample and I use the HiQ MP3 recorder in doing so. Now, I haven't tried other apps for sure, but. I don't think it would be any different, uh, like say if I were upside and I have, you know, maybe things going left and right, um, you will still hear those as good as the other Pixel phones. Um, I didn't think that the uh, the quality was any different, say recording with my 6 Pro or 7 Pro or something of the sort. I haven't really particularly paid attention to that, to be honest, but I did include a little sample in there. Hmm. Maybe you can record me some messages and Telegram side by side with a couple of your devices, and I, mm-hmm. and I can do some uh, assessing from here, too. That, I, I, I always love doing microphonic tests. Uh, if you'll remember, harken back to the day I recorded you something from the uh, Galaxy S5 when I first joined the group. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I found an old Galaxy S5, you know, in my door, like about three or so weeks ago. Yeah. Hey, Nostalgia. mine still works, by the way. It, it still works. And I just the other day installed a couple apps on it from the Play Store, and it it still runs. I'm like, wow, this thing is a dinosaur, and it still runs. That's what I'm talking about. And, you know, you can actually install both WhatsApp and Telegram on it. Now, go try to get that on a Apple phone from 2014, see if it will work for you. This is Warren's Most Liked segment in which you can share how you got started with Android, the problems you had along the way, and much more. If you don't know what to say, we'll help you along the way. And now we'll move to our Android journey section. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Jessica Mangan. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. And I'm going to pass this over to Warren because this is his favorite section. And it's uh, amazing when he does it. Warren. So, Jessica, welcome to my favorite segment of the Android podcast. And you know what? We've been pining away for you to come on and talk about this for a long time and i was just about give up on you girl uh, <laughs> but now, now here you are and talking about your android journey story and i'm glad that brandon has come along with you so we're gonna have a treat here so we're looking forward to your android journey story i know you are also a collector of phones and things like that and that's the part that always excites me when people move from phone to phone and all of that so jessica You've got the floor, girl. 
uh, take us through that journey of yours and go down memory lane. Okay, so um, I first started in 2010 or 2011, I'm not quite sure which year it was, but uh, I started with the old Huawei phone that was 2.2 or 2.3. Then I jumped from that phone to a phone that Brandon now has, which is the... um, Brandon, can you help me out because my brain is like... Yeah, it, it it was a really, really cool phone, the Samsung Galaxy Exhibit. Yeah, which I had to use speech on it because it was so tiny. I had a hard time seeing what I was doing on it, um, and there was no man- magnification at the time. And that was a 4.0 or 4.1 phone. Um, Android 4.0, 4.1. Um, and then I switched to... Um, uh, some years later, I switched to the, uh, ZMAX, uh, ZTE ZMAX, and then the ZMAX Pro when that came out. Um, and then I, um, uh, then jumped to the Alcatel A30 Fierce, which I loved. All three of those phones I freaking loved. Those phones were, like, easy for me to see. They were, they had good magnification software on them and stuff, and just easy to navigate, and I really enjoyed them. I actually wanted Brandon, I actually wanted to give Brandon my ZMAX Pro, but that didn't happen. Um, That's okay, we can find one on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, and then I got, Brandon got me into, um, the Samsung's um he got me back into Samsung's with the A thirty two five G and um just all kinds of different phones. I got to try the um LG Velvet and Stylo Five, the Pixel Two XL, um, because I was not liking the Pixel Five. To be honest, I was it was I was not a fan of it. Because of the audio quality and my, like, point of view, like, it was not good. And then now I just have, I have the Pixel 6 Pro and uh, a Revel 5 uh, and um, a Moto. Moto G5G 2023 Stylus Edition. Yes. I love phones with styluses on them. Hey, and the Moto said hello to the group. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing, Jess, because it's not often that we find people who are low vision users and kind of rely on magnification. Do you consider yourself uh, someone who uses uh, magnification most of the time, or do you prefer uh, using the uh, TTS or just a combination of both or depends on the situation? Depends on the situation. For me, um, I mostly use magnification, but sometimes when my eyes are hurting or it's just a bad eye day when I have a sty or something like that, then I will use speech. Um, it just depends on how I'm feeling and depends on like what I'm doing with it. 
she, she's also been wanting to get into using the speech more, not because of her eyes, but just so that she can learn how to demonstrate Android apps too, so that maybe she can contribute some apps to the yep. podcast and stuff too. That's been something that we've talked about a while back, and that was a, uh, something that she really, really wanted to get into. Fabulous. Now, tell me, Jess, out of all of these phones that you have, uh, which one of them, if you were asked to pick as to which one is your favorite? I mean, whether it's from the past or currently or what you have, uh, which one would be your favorite phone? Oh, goodness. Um, That's terrible, isn't it? (laughs) I miss my alcohol. I honestly miss my Alcatel A30 Fierce. Like, that was, that and Mercy Much Pro, those two were my favorite phones um, back in the day. And, like, like, using those on a daily basis, whether it was speech or magnification, was honestly a lot of fun. You know, that's interesting because I'd always said, you know, my Galaxy S4 was probably one of my most favorite phones uh, of all time for some reason. Uh, Of course, I'm not talking about the Pixel line, but I mean in general. Uh, It was the phone that I really, really liked back then. And um, I wish I have it again to uh, see what it feels like, you know, after, ah, gosh, that's 10 years ago when that uh, Galaxy S4 I still have out. a Galaxy S4, Warren, believe it or not, sitting right just behind this laptop <laughs> oh, wow. I'm on right now. <laughs> and guess what? It still turns on. Here's the kicker. It, the highest it'll go is Android 5.0. Now, here's the, here's the irony of that. The Galaxy Grand Prime that I have over here in my collection of devices will go up to Android 5.1. Now, if that's not... Uh, uh, a little bit interesting. I don't know what is because you'd think that the S4 would actually be going to 5.1, but it's not the case. Apparently, the Grand Prime was just a hair newer than the Galaxy S4. So there's a little bit of a uh, uh, a little factoid for you about about the um, the two phones if if you put them in tandem. And the uh, Galaxy S4, uh, you know, I remember the Galaxy S4 for the simple uh, symptom that it had of because the speaker was so close to the microphone. That when you made recordings, you'd better suspend talkback or you're going to have a very clippy microphone, uh, courtesy of the speech coming out of the phone, out of the bottom of the phone. <laughs> now, Brandon, I think that mine had 5.1, though. Is yours the carrier uh, version? Because yeah, mine was, was the PG. It, was a, it version. was a sprint one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. why. But yeah, mine oh, did get 5.1 for sure. Oh, well, see, there you go. So I, I guess yeah. I guess if it, it you know, goes back to the thing I've heard you say, there's a certain guy that, that runs a, a Telegram group called Blind Android Users, and he said things about it's a good idea to have a phone carrier unlocked for a certain reason. I think Warren was might, might be the guy responsible for that. <laughs> and it was and, a yeah. very valid point, too, by the way. Yeah, and back in those days, you know, Google had those PGEs, and like I've always said, if we still had that program, and just imagine that you have a PGE, Galaxy S23 Ultra or something like that. I had always said if they did, I would be buying Samsung phones. I was a very staunch Samsung guy, always defending Samsung. Now, John has replaced me in that department. Thank you, John. Uh, you know, I I did. I was a fan of PGEs in the day, but these days, I think, in my opinion, my humble opinion, Samsung software, I think, has gotten better than Google software. So, 
I wouldn't want a stock version of Android on my Samsung phone. Like that's one of the main reasons I go with Samsung is because of the software. And that's, that's saying a lot because software used to be a frustration on Samsung devices just a few years ago. You know, it's funny, dire, dire circumstances call for dire consequences, according to, uh, according to John's uh, uh, most recent comment there. I had to, John, no pun intended. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, 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 you know, there's an interesting point to be made about the older phones. And I can tell you guys from talking to Jess, because I talked on, to her when she had a lot of these phones. And there was a variety of different sound qualities um, uh, that I remember hearing her on the Alcatel, for example. She had a very interesting audio because it was compressed. If you remember the old Olympus digital recorders, uh, her her Alcatel had that slightly um, how do how, what do I call that? Not really compressed, but hard limited audio that that you you couldn't distort it. She actually tried to intentionally distort it by throwing by putting the microphone against the echo. Uh, she had a, a echo dot, and she tried to turn up at max volume and i thought well, this is going to distort the microphone no no you just couldn't do it and then with the z max it was so crisp i was like my goodness i felt like i was in florida not in iowa so it was just like you know big big difference you know and and those were the two like she said her favorite phones the thing i'm surprised uh my question would be her favorite phones of her current era uh just okay. which one would that be if you were to pick one <laughs> I know it's always a difficult thing uh, to put someone in that place. And I think that if you had asked me that question, if I had not had the Pixel 8, I'll be struggling with that particular issue too. So I understand it. You, you don't have to answer it. <laughs> For me, it's honestly a toss up between the Pixel 6 Pro and my Moto. Uh, honestly, like it's, it's, that that's a hard one for me. And here lately, the Rebel too. Yeah. Like literally, ever since she got that Rebel, she looks at all three of those phones one and the same. Like like they're the, like they're cousins of each other now. Can I just say the only reason Warren would be struggling uh, because all he's bought before the Pixel X Pro is other Pixels, and they're all rubbish. Oh, so that's why he couldn't he couldn't lay you a decent phone because he's never owned one. He's literally never owned a decent phone. You know, I I really like the the part of the rubbish. Every time Ed says rubbish, <laughs> I love that. You mean connection with pixels? Like he's never owned a decent phone in his life. Oh my uh, goodness! Maybe the is, maybe it isn't. Is that like the guys that say that the only reason they own a Panasonic is because it has the talking caller ID for the house phones, but they don't for the VTEC because they don't like the uh, the slightly uh, pinched audio quality of the VTEC. I mean, I hear that say that's that's kind of like you're you're almost likening Warren's pixels under that a little bit there, Ed. That's a, uh, but but really the pixels, I, in my opinion, I wouldn't say that the older ones are are, are rubbish. I think they're they're okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Google knows how to make hardware. I just think it's a software company. That's he, always been my view. He's just saying that because he's mad because the eight is sixty-four bit only. That's the only no, thank reason. Thank you very much. I'm literally not bothered. Like, I've been oh, saying it. Warren will, attest, Warren, will, Warren will attest to this. I said this well before Google was sixty-four bit. I only have my. Yeah. Like I've well, literally uh, said this I for mean, three let's, years. Let's give a little credit where credit is due. Um, <laughs> frankly, I think that. 
uh, Google finally turned around hardware-wise, I think, as of Pixel. So you thought they were rubbish then. as well? Uh, so the rubbish, uh, <laughs> I think one of the rubbishes out there was the Pixel the, 5. The uh, Pixel 5 Google, is I love oh, you, but that was rubbish. That's the, that, And of course, that's the one Ed bought because... Oh, you know, you know what? Wants... My Pixel 5 kind of said, see you later, alligator, in terms of it can't be used as a regular phone right now. I mean, it could if you e-simmed it, but I went and gave it to my um, to my uh, Voc Rehab person because they wanted to try an older... They didn't care if the phone was a slight smidgen older. Yeah. Uh, but the bad news is the SIM tray. We were we were going to try to put a SIM card in it, and guess what happened to the SIM tray? It said, "You broke." We're it. sorry. We're sorry. We are your SIM tray. We would unofficially like to break on you while you are attempting to remove it from the phone. Now, by the way, that's something that's never happened to Jess hardly at all. Whenever she's taken SIM cards out of phones, because she ha- I she has better dexterity than I do, so it's like she could pull SIM cards out of phones. Like me, I'm just like. Okay, don't drop it. Don't drop it. No, I'm going to lose it. If it goes down in the vent, I'm in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. Or if it goes down here, I'm going to lose it because, you know, they're so tiny. And Jess is just like, oh, that's okay. Tiny little thing gets it in there in a hurry. And I'm just like, what? But anyway, she pulls out the SIM tray and doesn't even, you know, she, she, as normal as she's done many times before with that phone, and it worked just fine. It's just that one day, that one day. She goes to take it out because we're going to give it to somebody that was that was living with us who tragically we lost uh, due to health issues here back in September. And what happens? The SIM tray goes. We didn't. We oh, no. no more. Yeah. So now yeah. that Pixel 5 is complete rubbish. It's just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now you know, it's what Pixel 5 <laughs> reminds me of is uh, Windows ME. Uh, absolute rubbish. Uh, Windows <laughs> mistake. He he loved it when you owned it. He didn't disown it then, did you, Warren? No, I he, went back to Windows 2000. To be honest, yeah. I didn't like Windows ME. It was Windows absolute ME, rubbish. Windows ME is like an undo a haunted house. People visit it, but they don't want to live there. Yeah, I always <laughs> compare it to Brandon. Brandon you, 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 you remind me of a story my 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 little wifelet who's upstairs she she'd come over from Canada prior to being my wifelet and uh, uh I was going to give her my 3GS uh back when uh this was a thing and I just bought I think it was a 4S what did and she do to you why would you punish her with that thing oh cuz she had a something nonsense like a blackberry that wasn't a blackberry like some Huawei thing with a nonsense on it so but, it is Ed, you are doing it. Ba- you are doing it backwards. Usually, uh, the hubbies or the boyfriend will give the uh, the other half the better stuff. I mean, like my no, friend. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never done that. No, that last, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never done that either. For the record, no. <laughs> oh gosh, guys, I'm a sham of you boys. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the, the problem was. I send you and John my condolences. Ed, this <laughs> yeah, You're in yeah. Trouble now. <laughs> My wife doesn't care what. Exactly. Quiet because she doesn't want to end up on do not disturb. Get it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But 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 it's a bit like the story Brandon was telling. So so I had this 3GS which had the like the standard size SIM at the time, and it, and and the 4S had a micro SIM. It wasn't nano yet, and uh, but it didn't crack out like you couldn't push it through so uh i we could have done a sim swap and my wife decided that uh she didn't need to do a sim swap because you could watch youtube 
and uh, got a Stanley knife out. And uh, she was talking to me, and she was cutting the SIM card, and then all of a sudden she wasn't talking to me. Uh, like she stopped communicating. And apparently this was because she saw a tiny little bit of gold fly, and she thought she'd broken my SIM card because uh, the gold, whatever the gold bit is, fell off. Uh, yeah. she, she, mm. didn't, she didn't. The, the piece she, that, the piece yeah, that it's a job. The... Yeah. yeah. But apparently... It it wasn't it wasn't too deep because she passed me this cut SIM card according to the YouTube thing <laughs> prior to you being able to prize out your own SIM card and it worked. Uh, it went in the forest and it actually did work. And, yeah, uh, actually, even a, though she broke it, SIM card at one point too, and it worked. Yeah, it was I mean, a it little too worse. thick, but you know, you mm-hmm. could just cram it in. I, I mean, yeah. it could it could have been worse. It could have been my friend Anthony getting his uh, his SIM card stuck in his Galaxy S7. He literally had, and he had this Galaxy S7. The guy somehow managed to get his SIM card wedged into his S7 without the tray, I might add. Ah, uh, we were not even going to talk about how bad he that was. Midas touch, I might add. We, we, we had that on our mailing list very recently. Someone did that. And it, I guess it's not always obvious. They uh, no, they pull really the thing isn't. out and then and then just put the SIM card in the phone. That happens. I mean, it causes a great discord. But, well, it doesn't uh, work, obviously. <laughs> notice I said discord, and Jess had a thought. By the way, the discord channel hasn't been used in a long time. Go ahead, Jess. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think you need you need to get a telegram to get it sorted. I was gonna say, um, we um that actually happened to me with my Z Max Pro once. My first Z Max Pro. <laughs> I was switching SIM trays um, from the Z-Max to the Z-Max, or some cards from the Z-Max to the Z-Max Pro, and it just had, oh, I'm going to, like, fall into the unit before I can even put the tray in there, and I'm like, oh, are you serious? So, my ex had to go and get me a replacement Z-Max Pro at the um, corporate for me, and went and did it. And got brought it back and everything, and I was actually able to like put the SIM card in there and everything. And so that that's not something that is fun to do. You know, I think that Sony has a better implementation of the SIM uh, slots and all of that because uh, I, I can tell you, I had gotten a SIM card wedged in. The uh, Moto G5 is one of the idiotic, most idiotic implementation of a SIM card that I've ever seen, uh, or SIM tray rather, that I've ever seen was on the Moto G5. And it wasn't only me. A lot of people were having their SIM card stuck in there because, you know, you got to put one on the back of it, the uh, SD card on the back and this one, and it's hard to know <laughs> which one is what. And I got it stuck in there. I took it to uh, battery plus and the guy was able to you know get it out it's just it's just absolutely stupid you know i i know what you're talking about i've never seen the sony i've never actually i've never owned a sony phone i've never made sound phones I, I love sony uh sony phones are are their microphones decent like do they do they sound good i mean some people have said they're, they're noise reduced but like, well, you, you know. can do what you want with them. Like it, it depends what you do. I, th- I mean, they are noise reduced natively, uh, but they're re- like audio wise, like listening wise, they're really good. 
you know, I'll tell you what, 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 what really gets me is that none of her phones, none of Jess's phones in her list that she gave you were flip in terms of the, um, the, the flip uh, variety or the sliders. Now, you all remember, I think a while back when we did my Android journey, I mentioned that I had an LG Enlighten. Well, it's interesting. She got to see the Enlighten. Now, that doesn't mean she hasn't seen slider phones before, but I'll tell you what, the only other phone besides that one that I ever that, that, that I ever saw that was a slider, not suggesting I that, that others didn't have sliders, was the Droid 4, Moto Droid 4. Does anybody remember those phones from back then? Droid. Droid does. Droid. <laughs> so she, show, she saw you were enlightened, but she wasn't enlightened and didn't buy one. No, she she saw the enlightened and uh, was rather but, in darkened. But, but, and but, but wasn't from it. yeah, wasn't enlightened. It was all rubbish to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I um I never had a slider phone, but what I did have, and I wish you could still get, I had um an HTC Cha Cha, which had a QWERTY keyboard, a small QWERTY keyboard on, and I wish you could still buy phones with small Wait, QWERTY keyboards. Say- I, I, I tried to. Cha-cha. I, yeah. How many dances could you do on the QWERTY keyboard with that cha cha? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I think they should. Uh, I think they should have brought out models uh, for each type of dance. Actually. So you could actually, you could actually, you know, if you know the song "Blue" by Eiffel sixty five, for each for each uh, kick of the kick drum on the song, you could keep uh, going through all the letters on the keyboard. You know. <laughs> So Brandon did what I just tried to do. So I, I was going to say, uh, when you got your cha-cha, did you find it easily or you led the merry dance before you bought oh. it? But, uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon did the dance, Jake. Yes. I knew that was going to happen. But it was it was a touch screen as well. But the keyboard, like you can t- you could type all your text on the keyboard. And I yeah. loved it. See, I think that I had the Windows cool version of like that, that. On. See, that would. would be cool if they had versions, you know, phones like that. I'm sitting there thinking about it. You know, and I said something in the Blind Android Users group on Telegram that I want to share here on the podcast, which is something that I think is kind of important to this. And, you know, we're talking about these sliders. We're talking about these flips and now folds. And I'm starting to see this trend going on now where folds and flips are starting to kind of make a make a resurgence again we're seeing things like the samsung z flip the z fold you know yeah they're expensive but still people are liking them for whatever reason now it, it just kind of is it's almost a, a it's kind of a trip down memory lane but with a little bit of new kind of it's almost like having a newborn um you, you know the old flips give birth unto the new flips under the uh, new folds and now it's just sort of that that pattern is arising again where you're gonna and i kind of wonder wh- what other companies are going to start releasing flips and i mentioned uh, to some people and i might have said this in the group too that wouldn't it be interesting if a company came out with an affordable flip and an affordable fold? We haven't gotten that far yet, I don't think, but I got a feeling. I just have a feeling that that's going to start being a thing because people are kind of liking their flips. They can flip them up and got a bigger screen, close it down, small screen. Same with the fold. Also, also, it was really satisfying if you had a conversation that was really annoying to be able to snap the phone shut afterwards, wasn't it? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The, 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 these flips are a lot bigger, like the the two thousands ones. The idea was, 
to get as small as phone as possible, wasn't it? Like if you saw some of those Samsungs from the early two thousands, mm-hmm. they were tiny, absolutely mm-hmm. tiny. Yeah, they were really and cute. That, and that, yeah, and that's not the deal these days, even though it's a flip. Like, oh, I mean the Haven. Bigger. You know the Haven, Ed. That's a, that's one example. Is that the Haven? I mean, yeah. it was a tiny phone, but you flip it up and yeah, it's big keys. But- but maybe say, yeah, but it's it's still it's a lot smaller. It was a tiny the, screen uh, though. You're but, right. But maybe some tiny. maybe somebody will make a smaller one now. You know, uh, um, not not as probably not as small as they were, but but mm-hmm. I, you know, bigger isn't always better. You know, you know, no, you're you're right. It's it's not, and sometimes That's people want wise, stuff. Anyway. People that want want stuff that fits in their pocket. <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh dear. Fee, I thought you liked them big, no? <laughs> I'm, we're not going into what I like or don't like. This is not the venue. Why does that always get turned back on Fee? Such conversations. <laughs> oh boy. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to anyone that just heard that. <laughs> Well, Jess, we want to thank you so much for your Android journey. And like I said, we love, love, I in particular love these Android journey stories. And so, uh, guys, if you're listening out there, be brave like Jess. Come on and talk about your Android journey story. Again, Jessica, thank you so much for that wonderful story. And I hope that one of these days you will send me that velvet. I really enjoyed telling my story. And yes, more people should definitely reach out and tell a story. Don't be shy. Exactly. Exactly. All good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. Well, thank you very much, everybody. That's it for this week. Austin, how can everyone get in touch with us? To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Well, we'll see you next week, everybody. Say bye-bye to the naughty people first. Bye, naughty people. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Now, now we're going to say bye-bye to the nice people. Bye-bye. Warren, bye-bye. Do- Warren doesn't differentiate. So uh, that's very good. I think that's right. Anyway, we shall see you next week for 151. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. 
Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.